Welcome to Ulcerative Colitis Autoimmune Healing Journey. I am your journey guide, Jay India. I'm so glad you're here with me today because we can heal together. And I have a disclaimer for you today, and that is that I am talking about my childhood trauma of sexual abuse. So if that's activating, please stop this episode and go back at another time. And also, I'm going to be talking about mental health today. Please note, I am not a doctor or mental health professional in any way. So please consult a mental health professional. Also, for the algorithm for Apple Podcasts, please hit subscribe. I found out the subscribe is a lot bigger deal than I realized. And I love the five-star ratings and reviews coming in, so please keep them coming because it helps others find this podcast so we can all find each other and heal together. It takes less than a minute of your time on Apple Podcasts, so please, a five-star rating and especially a review would be so helpful. And I just wanted to go into the news today, which I never go into the news, so let me let me get out my phone here and uh, go into the news. Here we go. So if anyone has not heard, Travis Barker, who is a drummer for the band Blink-82 and recently married Kourtney Kardashian, he had a, how should we say, completely fucked up (laughs) endoscopy and he suffered from pancreatitis. So here's what Barker said. I went in for an endoscopy Monday feeling great. This was on uh, June 27th, 2022. But after dinner, I developed excruciating pain and have been hospitalized ever since. During the endoscopy, I had a very small polyp removed in a very sensitive area, usually handled by specialists, which unfortunately damaged a critical pancreatic drainage tube. This resulted in severe life-threatening pancreatitis. I am so very, very grateful that with intensive treatment, I am currently much better. And the next picture I saw was him on a bicycle. So he seems to be doing much better. So, you know, happy, speedy recovery to Travis Barker. But this is important for all of us to know because we may have to have an endoscopy. And in fact, my ENT, when he diagnosed me a few weeks ago with acid reflux, he told me that I would get an endoscopy uh, from the gastroenterologist to be properly diagnosed with acid reflux. And right now I'm not taking that option because I'm, I know what it is and I've been changing around my diet. Just in case anyone has an endoscopy, just, you know, make sure you research the risks. I have an episode that's a few episodes ago on the dangers of colonoscopy and I give you a link to protocols, uh, prep and follow-up of the colonoscopy so you know how to take care of yourself when you're having that done. And that's about it. All right, let's move on to today's topic. This is episode 12, releasing emotional pain. Last week, I talked about my childhood sexual abuse from ages four to six. And I discussed the trauma of it and how I unearthed the memories And I didn't unearth them until I was 43 years old. So I kept that secret hidden for almost 40 years and how that absolutely wreaked havoc on my body. I was stuffing the trauma in my, you know, cells and DNA and my body couldn't take it anymore. It it couldn't take the secret. And it finally 
released and it released in the form of an ulcerative colitis flare, the life-threatening flare I had in 2021. So today I'm going to talk about how to release this emotional pain. If anything activates you, again, remember, always talk to a health professional. When the memories began to resurface, I decided to go talk to a professional. So I called this woman. I had researched her extensively online. She had an office in the financial district in New York City, which is super expensive. So, you know, you know, always the best, right? She did not take insurance. And I want to speak to this first. In the U.S., for those of you that are listening outside the U.S., we have a lot of issues with healthcare. And one of the issues is in mental health, the best mental health professionals are now moving to not taking health insurance. And I understand why. Because it's a huge pain in the ass and they get screwed and they get paid hardly any money and it's a ton of paperwork to get paid. So if I were them, I would do the same thing. But then that leaves so many of us in the lurch who have a health insurance and who pay a lot for health insurance, but we can't use it towards mental health. And I know people who are lower income and they do have that mental health service covered. However, the professionals aren't very good because they do take insurance. And this is a problem. Now, this is a very general statement because four years ago, I talked to a therapist and he was phenomenal and he took health insurance. But what happened was the first year I went to him, he charged $250 an hour. I only had to pay 50 an hour and then it switched. The second year, then the health insurance paid 50 and I had to pay 200 and that's pretty much when I stopped going because I was like, this is ridiculous. So yeah, that's what we deal with here in the US and that's why mental health is such an issue because you have to be able to financially afford it. When I called this therapist who was down in the city, she seemed very nice, young, maybe young 30s, I would say. Uh, she told me she didn't take health insurance. She was highly priced. She was 300 to $350 per hour. She was nice enough to work with me on a sliding scale, which still wasn't much of a discount. And the thing is, is like, okay, you know what? You're going for a few sessions. That's fine. You know what I mean? Like you're going to spend a thousand bucks on therapy. Okay, I can see that. But she had told me that for what I wanted to achieve with healing childhood sexual abuse, functioning better as an adult, she, she told me it would take minimum 12 sessions, minimum. So you do the math on that one. And she thought it would take more like 16 sessions or four months. I'm not saying she's wrong because I'm feeling this woman, you know, she knew what she was talking about, but something didn't feel right. So I said, okay, you know, cool. I talked to her for 10 minutes and hung up the phone. 10 minutes later, she called me back. She said, listen, I never do this, but I wanted to give you the name of this book. She said, if you're not going to do therapy right now, then here is the name of this book that is the Bible on healing sexual abuse. And it's really, it's really hardcore. She said, I want you to be prepared for that. This is going to be like going to therapy. So I said, okay, cool. So I took the name, I read the book and let me tell you something. First of all, I'm eternally grateful for this therapist because the book launched me on the path to healing. However, it was an extremely 
activating book. At times, I felt as though I was reliving the trauma. That's how activating. It gets to the core of the issue and explores sexual abuse from every single angle. But I'm concerned that naming the book here on the podcast isn't responsible because I'm going to say, okay, go and read this book, but then you have no professional help. I don't want to do that to you and put you in that possibly extremely activating situation. So instead of possibly causing severe consequences, I am going to say, if you really want to know the name of the book, DM me, DM me, email me, I'll give you the name of the book, but you really need to think about it because it's completely activating. And again, to me, it was traumatizing at times. After I talked with the female therapist, just, you know, that 10 minute discussion, I decided to walk with a friend and she is like me. She's highly metaphysical and super spiritual. And I told her what I was going through. She recommended a trauma healer in our area. And I knew this healer because we attended a group together and she gets rave reviews. My friend had spoken about how amazing she is and how she combines talk therapy with energy healing. So she's a trauma energy healer. I, of course, being the metaphysical person I am, have done tons of energy healing. I actually have my Reiki 2 certificate, yet I never heard of energy healing combined with talk therapy and the concept intrigued me. And my friend said something interesting to me as well when I told her about the therapist. She said, listen, because we are metaphysical and we're so self-aware that we don't necessarily need a regular therapist. We need something different and we need a faster modality. And I agreed. That really resonated when she said that to me. And I said, yeah, that sounds right. So I ended up making an appointment with the trauma energy healer, which she's in my area. So I got to go to her beautiful home, which was really nice. Is a 90 minute session. It costs $250 for 90 minutes. I did two sessions. So that was $500, which I felt was more reasonable than thousands upon thousands upon thousands of dollars to get to the same result. That's how I felt, you know, someone else may feel completely differently. And by the way, in the past, I have done traditional therapy and it has worked. And I can tell you, I've had two phenomenal therapists. So definitely don't ever discount traditional therapy, especially if it's, you know, calling to you and it resonates with you. But for me, I needed something a little different. After you listen to my experience with her, if you'd like to know her name because she works virtually, again, DM me, email me. Uh, do not say Jennifer quoted $250 for 90 minutes because her prices may have gone up. This was a year ago and she may have raised her prices a bit. And if she did, then that's just the reality of things. So just know a base that if this is someone you want to work with, you may be paying around 300 bucks for 90 minutes, which again, to me is reasonable because I'm just speaking for myself, but I only had to do two sessions and I may go back and do a session this summer. That's my two cents on it, but everyone does everything differently. During the 90 minute session in her home, the trauma healer and I discussed the sexual abuse. At first, I apparently did the typical sexual abuse victim thing in which I spoke is if I was talking about someone else, not myself. 
she gently pointed this out. And once I began to open up speaking as myself, this amazing feeling, this just all encompassing feeling of numbness washed over me. When I was having 50 colon spasms a day, it was the exact same feeling of violation followed by numbness. So I'd finally made the connection, violation to numbing. With the sexual abuse, the person I talked about in the last episode, the babysitter, traumatized and violated my body, especially in the vaginal and rectal areas. The colon spasms violated this area of my body as well. To me, I was unconsciously repeating the cycle of trauma. So here's what would happen is I would get the colon spasms. It felt like I was being sexually abused. And then I would go numb. And that was the exact response I had when I was being sexually abused from four to six years old. I would go numb. So, you know, you hear a lot of children acting out in school, screaming, not doing homework, whatever it is. I didn't do any of that. People respond to trauma differently. So I just would go numb and I found myself at 43 years old repeating this cycle. Get a colon spasm, feel like I'm violated and go numb. But now the difference was I was aware of the cycle and I could stop it. The trauma healer informed me that in her practice, it is common for her clients from around the age 35 to 50 to unearth hidden memories. She explained that we are finally equipped mentally and emotionally to face trauma and heal. She said that when we are in our 20s, this made me laugh, a relationship ends and we think we're going to die. I remember I was so hooked on to this guy in my 20s and it was five years on and off. And every time we separated, I thought I was going to die. You don't feel that way you know, when you're in your 40s, or at least I can say I don't feel that way. I understand divorce is horrible and painful, but the people I know who've gone through and I basically went through the equivalent of divorce, you survive. You know, you do survive. You're not like I'm literally going to die, but you you feel like, okay, I, I will get through this. It's hard as hell. I'm having trouble waking up every day, but I will get through this. So she called this being equipped. So this is what she means by being equipped by middle age. As a metaphysical person, I've done a great amount of energy healing and other types of healing for several years. So even before I knew I had UC, I believe the trauma healers equipped theory combined with all of my metaphysical healing is what brought forth the memories. They surfaced along with, let's be honest, a lifelong terrible diet for UC and caused the UC flare. My body simply couldn't keep anything else inside. It was time to release, heal, and move forward. And I was ready. With the trauma healer, as we spoke, our words exchanged energy. I could feel the healing energy emanating through each sentence. In the last part of the session, I lay down on a futon and she continued the healing with energy, music, and breath work. After two sessions with her, I had my UC flare. She was a catalyst that let me release all the trauma, pain, and sorrow. And when it was released, it was in the form 
of that flare. Now that's obviously not the desired result and that's a very extreme result, but that's what 40 years of repression does to one's body. If I could have released the trauma at a slower pace, I would have, but I now understand this is what my body needed to do it fast. And we metaphysical people, we always say, everything happens as it should. Once I was able to talk to someone, as she had said, tell a responsible adult, because I hadn't told a responsible adult ever. No one knew. No one knew this secret. My husband did. I told him when I started unearthing the memories, but no one else knew. And it was at first a really scary feeling, but then it was such a liberating feeling. I have to say that. Finally, telling someone and letting someone in on this secret that I kept held so tight that it was making me physically ill, almost to the point of death, that it was such a such a, a feeling of freedom and a feeling of getting my life back. And also, it was liberating to know why I did some of the things I've done in relationships, right? In in adulthood, um, why I could never get my shit together in certain areas of my life. It now was all explained. And once I went to the healer and then I had the flare and then I came out on the other side, I feel like a different person. I feel like a much better sounds so egotistical, but more enlightened human being. And a lot of things that were important to me before the flare, I just let go. Like not important, not like, you know, my family or anything, but important that shouldn't have been important, if that makes sense. You know, holding on to, you know, stupid shit because I was holding on to safety so much. I was looking for safety everywhere I could. And now that I realized, you know, or I'm starting to realize that I'm safe, it's okay, it's not going to happen again, I'm going to be okay, I live my life from a completely different vibration. I really do. And the things that I have manifested in my life after going through this healing process, and by the way, I will be going through this healing process until the day I leave this earth. That's everyone. We will always be healing always. And if we recognize that now, it's going to make your life a lot better. But once I began the start of this healing process and saw results, it's been, it's been really good. Now I have to say not, is every day great? No. Yesterday I had a bad day. Yesterday was, I did not feel motivated. It was just a really tough day on me. I had eaten, I had eaten too many of these, like I got these healthy, okay, I'm putting healthy in quotes, these healthy candies with an ingredient I thought I could handle, can't handle it. Guess what? Can't, it's yet another thing I can't handle. And so I just felt blah yesterday. Today I don't feel super great, but I feel a hell of a lot better and was able to podcast on the whole thing. I'm not saying that every day is, you know, just a freaking picnic, but I feel like I'm living my life in this new way where this abuse that I stuffed inside of me does not control me anymore. I control me. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I am responsible for myself and I'm coming from life with a different, different set of eyes, if you could say that. 
And even my friend who I hadn't seen in years, she said to me, wow, she's like, you're like a different person. And I told her she knew about everything I've been through. And she said, yeah, I can tell you're just a, a more relaxed, just you feel like you really have your rhythm in life. And I do. I really feel I do. So all I want to say is we're going to talk for the next couple weeks about releasing emotional pain. I'm not going to leave you right here. Well, I'm leaving you right here for today. (laughs) I have two experts. If everything goes according to plan, because you never know when people have to cancel or emergency happens or whatever, but I have two experts planned coming on who are going to talk about One is a therapist who's going to talk about how she sees trauma stored in the body and how she helps her patients. And then we have another expert coming on who's going to be doing clubhouse room with me. And we are going to be talking, actually, you you know her from episode five, um, Joanne Pavin, and she is going to be discussing the modalities to release emotional pain. So we're not done with this subject. Like I said last week, I just want you to digest what I said. If you need to talk to someone, please look up a mental health professional. If you need a name, I will get you a name. And you know, these people all work virtually now. So the woman who's going to be on next week, I can give you her name. You know what I mean? Because she works virtually. I am definitely happy to give resources. And as I always end every episode, when you have a green heart day in this household, it means that you've had a perfect poo, you know, that poo that comes sliding out of your body. It's perfect color, perfect shape, perfect size. So I wish all of you green heart days.